on the Screws Podcast, episode 98. And this one is brought to you by our friends over at True Classic, trueclassictees.com. Using the promo code OTSGOLF, you'll get 25% off plus free shipping right to your door. I picked up some of the classic polos. I just made an eagle two from 112 yards out the other day. You'd be crazy not to try, right? Head over to trueclassictees.com. Using the promo code OTSGOLF, you'll get 25% off plus free shipping right to your door. And you'll probably make an eagle two if you wear one of them. Good luck. Enjoy the pod. Three shots, four part. I just do two. One putt, putt four, birdie. Woohoo. New driver, info, replace, M2, pot five, fairway. What you finna do? Think I'll try to get on into start right. Good line, good view. Andrew, shoot him, make Gavin. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll just jump right in, man. Episode number 98 on the Screws podcast. Uh, we're with Parker Haynes, uh, University of Finley, right, alum? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, for, uh, thanks for joining us, man. Bryce, how are you doing? Good. Uh, Good, nothing really new. No. So just boring old me. So I'm back. Nice, nice. I was saying I'm just coming off men's league closing or recording on Wednesday night. So I won, but there was uh, apparently an app that I had to put scores. Asterisk. In. Yeah. Asterisk. So so the guy who technically won, there's an asterisk beside his name. So Dan Clancy, our club champion, a uh, hell of a player. So. He's a good player, though. He deserves it. Um, yeah, Parker Haynes, University of Finley. Um, whereabouts are you right now, Park? Uh, I'm in Orlando right now prepping for uh, first stage of Corn Ferry Q School. Nice. You just uh, uh, that, that, you just got down tonight, yeah? Gate. Yeah. Yeah, flew in this afternoon. Nice. Okay. Um, have you played at all? It was raining a little bit, you said? Uh, I went to some, like, knockoff uh, top golf. <laughs> little situation going on and as soon i was gonna go to the course up here in castleberry but um i unpacked and looked outside and they had gotten like two inches of rain in 10 oh. minutes so so uh, i went and hid under an awning and watched some lightning flash across the sky most of the oh. afternoon yeah you don't want to be out there swinging a club around in that for sure no how's the game looking right now things all right uh yeah it's all right uh swing feels good uh worked with my instructor just kind of a check-in uh yesterday before i left the course and uh it feels good going into it excited you know obviously a new situation for me somewhere i've never been um so champions gate uh the international course the 20th through the 23rd all right yeah we'll have to uh We'll have to try and grab a couple links or something for you to check it out. I know we were saying you know Vim a little bit, and Vim's been on the pod. He's friends with Bryce, and and he's down there as well. So I guess Bryce yeah. he, is he he's playing the same qualifier, I guess, right? I think so. I'm not yeah. sure because um, a few weeks ago he texted me and said he missed Q school by two shots. So I don't know if he's going down for to try it again or what, but yeah. Um, he's in Florida. Nice, nice. I know he made the cut on his first pro event too. I was talking to him a little bit just yep. over IG, so good for him. Congrats to him. But uh have you have you played any events yet, uh Parker? Um I I went to so so like this summer I took that first month uh in May we made it to nationals for the first time as a program. Um so that was a big way that was a good way to exit college, I guess, on a high note for me and my teammates. Um, and then I took the month of June off, just kind of practice, uh, get the swing back to feeling good. Um, and then I played in some pre qualifiers in a Monday for the Barbasol mm -hmm. and then, uh, a few open Kentucky open the Waterloo open. 
uh, and then I just got done with the uh, Governor's Cup out in uh, Frankfort, Kentucky this past weekend. And you're originally from Kentucky, right? Yeah, Elizabethtown. Nice. Now, it's like thirty minutes. It's thirty minutes south of Louisville. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Um, definitely. Like Bryce and I, we always find the Monday like the queues like pretty fascinating. If we can go back to some of those, I'd love to talk about NCAA. Like it's uh, obviously it's I don't know something that we every month or so we get uh, probably a college athlete on. So it's kind of cool to to kind of hear the different experiences, kind of what it was like for you. You finished up. This was your last year, or were you twenty one? Yeah. I yeah. Um. I finished in 21, but I got that COVID year. Mm-hmm. So uh, for Division Two, any grade, no matter how old you were, you got an extra year. So that obviously provided me with a really cool opportunity. So they kind of just like redshirted everyone for that year almost? Is that what they yeah. did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So any anybody that wanted it, uh, Coach had a conversation with everybody and um, kind of said, hey, if you want it, we'll, we'll allow it. And for the most part, a lot of people did. I know, I think they have three guys returning this year for their fifth year. And then last year, me and my roommate did as well. Right. Cool. Is it, uh, how many guys you carry? Five? Seven. Um, so for every tournament, it kind of varies. We run five. Yeah, yeah. For the tournament. But uh, our roster was actually really deep. We had like 15, 16. Holy Right. Yeah, we we had a big uh, big group. Just a battle. It was, it was a lot of fun. Just a battle to play every weekend, eh? All the boys, yeah. the, the lower yeah, guys there on the, uh, the totem pole. I mean, that's that's what makes it so much fun. Is that yeah, for sure. You know, just because you play okay, like you have to play good to feel secure. And, yeah, totally. Uh, and it's like that competitive level. Like you guys are pushing each other, and you just that's how you get better, really. And especially those last like two or three years I was there, we were really deep. Um, I mean, we had guys, we had our 10 to 12 guys. We were under 78 average and qualifying in tournaments. And makes it tough for coach to have decision making and yeah. even tougher for us because we don't want to make him have to. Pick. For sure, yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I was looking up, you're 73, 72 for the, uh, for the final year, right? 73 decimal 72 so just under 74 scoring average so hopefully made it easy yeah. on coach i hope that's tough like yeah so the the team events like when you guys go there's five i was trying to uh i remember i talked about this with andy walker he's the head coach at vcu um they just had a monster week uh apparently like minus 36 or something as a team as a team yeah Ooh. so i saw him post that the other day and he's a past guest really good guy we text every now and again but um so is it, there's five guys that go to the team event, right? Yeah. Which Aren't we were really, we were really lucky. Our coach, you know, knew how deep we were. And so did a lot of other coaches in the area. Yeah. So they would, they would try to tack on individuals. So luckily I think my, my final year, we probably had six guys minimum go to every tournament. Oh, really? Only season. four scores count towards team? Four, four scores count per yeah. round. So, yeah. And then you can play like solo individual, right? Yeah. So like you take the five on the team and out of those five, the top four scores count. Okay. Yeah. And then that fifth score drops and you'll, you can have individuals, which that's what made it tough for us was we had such a good team and such good guys in the same circle that 
I mean, we would go to Big Blue out in Lexington, Kentucky, and we'd have two individuals in the top ten that aren't in the top five. Yeah. So, so, like so do you have to do you have to like register as an individual before, or like, like how does that work? Like, so say we're three of us are on a team, and we had one more guy, and me and you had really good scores. Can you only use it for team or only individual, or can you just use it for both? Like, can you use my four, score for team and individual? No. So, I mean, like, there's an individual tournament leaderboard, and then there's the team, team. leaderboard. Okay. So, like, for, say, there are 12 teams, they put those five guys, those top five guys for the roster in, and then only four of those scores can count. If you have extra people, say you bring a six through eight man, they can't count towards the team score. Okay. Yeah. Is it, does it go by round or does it go by total? Like, cause it's usually, you play what, two or three rounds for most tournaments, yeah? So most tournaments we played was 36 the first day and then we'd play 18 the second right. day. So are yeah. they, are, are you doing it per 18 or are you doing it by the total 54 hole score? Like, so, so that, that fifth guy who gets dropped, is that based on 54 or is that based on, uh, like, can you, that's like, just work? based on every 18 rounds. Uh, okay. Or every 18 holes, yeah. Okay. So, so every every four scores are different every day, pretty much. Yeah, for the most like, part. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's what I'm thinking. Like for my game, like I would probably need one of the boys to pick me up on one of those. Like, I, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, I need the boys on probably all three. But <laughs> yeah, it would be. Yeah. It, it helps when it helps when you got guys around you that you feel like you can trust to pick you up yeah, if you're struggling. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's just that just kind of adds into that team aspect of golf right like that not a lot of people realize with with watching the uh, pga tour like there's not i guess it's not strategy but like you said like you gotta have trust in your teammates because if you do have one off day you need to have three other guys that will or four other guys that'll be able to pick you up and kind of recover recover for you yeah yeah you were you uh, so i guess how do i put this like we have had I don't know, a guess would be probably 15 college athletes on maybe or so Bryce. Eh? Like, so we seem to get like a different uh, opinion from everybody, but it seems like, you know, the team approach is always pretty good, but we've had some people say, you know, they felt like very individualistic, like on the team, like it's, it's, uh, you're still kind of competing for a job, right? Like, do you, were you pretty close with the other guys or do you think it was kind of like you were still competing with them, you know? Uh, it was kind of a balance of both. I lived with, um, so last year I lived with four guys and all four guys were in the top six at different times throughout okay, the yeah. year. So, I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, trying to leave it on the golf course, which, you know, if you have a bad round and you know, it costs you your job, it's, it's a little bit harder to stomach that. But, um, I mean, we had we had really good relationships. Uh, I'm, you know, I love all the guys that I was on the team with, uh, which was a lot of different guys with that big of a roster and being there for five years. Um, but you, you know, as an older guy, you're always trying to take the younger ones under your wing and teach them, hey, this is how we do things here. And um, and I mean, it's it was a good relationship for the most part. You know, there are always those bumps in the roads. Uh, here and there 
I f- yeah, I feel like that would be something that like for your coach would be something that might be a little tricky at times to manage, but cause you're all competitors, right? Like we all are, we all want to win. We all want to shoot lower scores and, and you don't want anybody else to take your job, but they're also your teammates. So you kind of want them to play well. Right. So I feel like it's also yeah. a lot tougher being like a younger guy and like a freshman or, and, uh, kind of just being in and out, if not always out of that lineup and kind of getting frustrated, but, um, it's hard to find the maturity to, yeah. Take a deep take a deep breath and take a step back. Yeah. Some, yeah. Some point. Sure. yeah. So quick transition. So uh Bryce and I both have one each. Like I don't count my one when I was a young guy, but uh we both got one ace each and we're um you know, I talked about how we're kind of at the point where we're just hunting for like the perfect shot now, right? So like I'm hunting for putts still. But... If I yeah, if I can yeah. take a couple yeah. of skins off the boys and make a few bucks here and there, that's kind of where we're at now. And uh yeah, it's nice to talk to professional golfers like we we do and kind of li- live vicariously through you guys. So uh you had one and then you had two and then the next day you had three. So can you kind of take us through? Like that's a pretty wild story to have back back to back aces on back to back days. Yeah. I will say this. I have a crazy story about my first one, too. All right. You know what? Let, let, yeah, let's start with that one. And then yeah, we'll, yeah. Hear, we'll hear all three. Uh, so uh, my first one is a weird story all the way around. It was at a brickyard in Indianapolis. And that's, that's the course with uh, holes inside the track uh, up there. So they have like four or five holes inside the Indy track up there in Indianapolis. and. Um, they were actually like having practice or something was going on during the tournament. So they had music playing. So sweet dreams, sweet dreams was playing. And for whatever reason, my dad pulled out his phone and got it on video. My my first one. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, there's a video on my Twitter. Um, I think my Twitter's like, parker haynes nine or something like that but yeah i'll grab i'll grab it yeah yeah so like that got on there which is really cool getting that on video and then uh my back-to-back on ones this year was cool uh bryce you gotta look up there you gotta look up the course sorry parker you gotta look up like it it's pretty cool like i've never seen this i've never seen it where it's like you said there are four or five holes it looks like there's at least one two three what's it called the brickyard, uh, like I just put in the brickyard golf, and there's yeah, it looks like and, there's five holes inside the inside the track. That's wild. Yeah, That's so cool. And plus the snake pit where the where the infield gets filled up with people is right there. And I think they were sponsored by Coors. They might still be. So like they have a big sign in the, in the uh, like right there off the course, off one of the tee boxes. That is cool. And it's just snake pit is what it says. (laughs) What a spot to get your first. Like, that's such a good story. I've never even heard of this place. Do you remember how far it was? How far the, like, the yardage? Uh, It was, like, 170, maybe. Yeah. 175, something like that. That's wild, man. That's so awesome. Little seven iron? Yeah. Are you always late for your tee times? Can't keep pace on the course? Or standing over the ball way, way too long thinking that this time it's going to be different? Quick pause from today's episode to bring you a note from today's sponsor, the Vincero Collective. If you're looking for the perfect accessory to keep you on time for a limited time only, get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide. Support the pod with our exclusive code OTSG at the VinceroCollective.com. Never be late for a tea time again. So, uh, so back-to-back days, back-to-back aces. Can you kind of walk us through what happened there? 
I I tried to think about it uh, on why because the club championship at E Town was actually out there this out there that weekend, so there was the championship pins. So it was a Sunday Monday situation. So I got the Sunday pins, which was really cool. But I didn't play in the club championship, so I actually ran out there. Uh, me and my assistant pro played a lot that this summer a lot, but. Uh, for whatever reason, we said, hey, let's go shoot out on the course. Let's play some. So that first day, um, we only played nine holes, and I went out there in hole six. It's uh, it's kind of it's kind of a shorter hole. It's like 160 to the middle from the tips um, over water. But I try to kind of make it more challenging. So there's actually a tee box from a par five four. Way back. Right, right behind it. So mm-hmm. I went back there. And uh, it was like 192, I think, was that day. And I hit like a flighted five iron into the wind. And it uh, it actually landed like an inch and a half past the hole, landed and popped oh. back into it. Nice. Yeah. So, and then um, the next one was like the next day. Same guy is with me. He had to watch both of them. Oh. Uh, Christian Ramirez out at E-Town. <laughs> He uh, he had to suffer through it, uh, dealing with me and playing against me. We we played little matches a couple times a week. We He's tried to. Man, could you imagine oh, yeah, play, he, playing a match he, with a buddy and he goes back to back aces on back to back days? And and I got I got a little cocky uh, after the first hole one because hole two out there is a par three and I hit it right online and I was like, oh, I made another one and kind of had, and just like dropped my club. And uh, it, it was like it was like ten feet behind it, but uh, yeah, sixteen, kind of the same situation, slightly into the wind, one ninety, uh, and that one landed like five ten feet short of it, and rolled in. That's awesome. That's so good, man. Yeah. All right, I'm yeah. gonna since Blake's never gonna do it, I'm gonna just since we're talking about it, I'm gonna talk about it real quick. So my brother is nineteen club championships what what was that a month ago now yeah so about a month ago he 17 is a short at his club oshawa is a short par four i think it was like 317 i think is the yardage or yeah yeah i think he said it was 312 playing 312 so day two club championships takes a five wood he told me it was the best five wood he ever hit in his life and he was yelling sit down right after contact he flew it to the pin it hit the flag like the actual flag and dropped in the cup for a hole in one on a par four in club c's and everyone went nuts because he had all his buddies following him in carts and stuff and there's a cart up at the green and he had no idea because i had two buddies that text me and were like uh oh your cousin just made a hole in one on on 17 on a par four I text Blake and I was like, "What are you doing in club C's hitting driver?" And he's like, "I didn't. I hit five. five <laughs> I was like, "Okay, cool, <laughs> whatever, man." Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, he said he whatever. He was like not very happy with his check. He thought he was long, obviously. And yeah, um, his buddy came wheeling up the fairway from the green, saying, "It's in, it's in." They just all sprinted to the green. So that's uh, <laughs> he went on to shoot sixty eight in that day and won by fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, it's three day event though. Three day event, yeah, but, three yeah. Day event. but yeah, he Let's dominated. Um, I haven't 
if I if I can take uh, a couple minutes of your time, Parker. So I had a nice eagle too the other day, which was uh, pretty cool. Um, I had the weirdest round, Bryce. So you played the course. Like I, I have a pretty cool course up on the water here. First hole is a. Uh, you used to actually be the fifth hole. They had to take out some holes because there's like some redevelopment. So we started on a par three, which is kind of strange. And uh, I think it was like 189 or something. I hit six iron, one hopped it off the pin, rolled out to like 20 feet. I made par. Mm-hmm. Um, so the guy in my group was like, we're playing a money game. And he's like, oh, like today, like I think you're dialed. And I hit one shot. He's like, it's going to be a, a weird round or whatever. It's going to be all right. Like it's going to be crazy. And um, I actually made a good like long par four next, made a long... Uh, par putt from like 15 feet or something like that to kind of keep the momentum rolling. So it was good. Like I was feeling good. Everything was going all right. I think I was like even or something going into, uh, I don't know, eight or nine, something like that. And I shanked my tee shot on number nine and it was so bad. Like I topped it so bad. It hit, it one hopped off a bridge uh, over the water and bounced up into the fairway. And then I made a three from there. I got up and down and made a three. And so we get to the 10th hole and like, I, things were just like going all right. Like in the round, I end up like hitting a driver and I was hugging the right hand side. It's OB and I thought it was OB. So I hit a provisional and we get up and Mike's ball is there and mine's kind of like right beside it. And I was like, oh shit. Like I must've hit this like one random, like 200 year old tree that's completely dead and it kept my ball in the fairway and he's like well i'll hit you kind of get sorted whatever it is so i checked the yardage i zapped it really quick and uh i had 112 and hit a shot it was a back buried it yeah back tough uh back tucked pin and i just one hopped it uh i saw it was like right on so i was watching it and then it just disappeared and uh i was like that went in and one of the guys from behind was like it went in, it went in. And he played in our like men's league and stuff. So it was pretty cool. And then, uh, I almost made an ace on the following hole. I hit it to like a foot. It was that would have been a nice back to back. Yeah, it was. Uh, so I think it was like four under through three holes or something. It was pretty cool. It was, uh, it was just one of those days. Like sometimes like you're just hitting it well, like you, you, you know, you with back to back days, you kind of like dropped your club and it went to 10 feet or whatever. And you just kind of, uh, yeah. I don't know, beat up on a buddy of yours. That's pretty good. So yeah. That's hey, like I I will say there there was a weird connection with that uh first hole in one at Brickyard. That that round wasn't the start I wanted to. I started with a ten. With a 10. uh wow. well yeah, with with a ten. I can I can swallow my pride and say I did that. Uh, yeah. mainly because if my coach hears this and hears that I didn't mention it, he'll probably text me and wear <laughs> me out about it. Uh yeah. So I started with a ten that day off the first hole and well, uh ended up, ended up having a hole in one six holes later so well i had like i have my scorecard and i think yeah so i think i went three four two and then or i went no sorry three two two and then i went uh seven six seven so yeah, yeah. you know i can admit that it was a couple it sounds par like fives. Game. yeah it was <laughs> but then it went par five hard par four and then a hard par five or not a hard par five, but I still uh, made a mess of it, which actually like, I just completely like, I play up the opposing fairway on this one par five and I zapped a tree. I hit a great approach shot, but I zapped a, uh, a tree and I guess I got the one behind it cause I couldn't see the pin or I got the one closer to it. Sorry. So I hit like 150 yard club and I, I flew it like 40 yards into the, into the woods and I, I thought I had a good shot. I like re-zapped it at like 118 or something. So 
That's Are you talking about phone. 14? Yeah, the one that like bends you know, up. That's yeah. A scumbag play. Yeah. It was just <laughs> what going up the other fairway? Yeah. I'm hitting a seven go. iron in, man. I'm hitting a seven iron in. It's great. Yeah, so, I hit nine iron in from like two hundred feet elevation to that green that yeah, one day. It was uh it's just kind of a neat hole. Like the layout's kind of like funky. It's an Look old track. I made that it's like forty old... foot slider for Eagle. That was wicked. It's like a, it's like the fifth or sixth oldest course in Canada up here. It's pretty cool. I'm pretty lucky to play. It's right on the lake. It's uh, it's cool. It's really a really good spot. But um, can we talk about the Monday Q's a little bit if you if you don't mind, Parker? Yeah, sure. So you well, were uh, you were playing the uh, Monday Q for the Barbasol this year? Yeah. Yeah, I played in the Monday out of the Boom Trace, I think. So for us guys who don't get that opportunity, what's uh, what's <clears throat> it like? Um, it's nerve it's, 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 it's a little the first time, definitely nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's it's a little nerve wracking. So I got into it last year too. Um, I went to because it's right there in Lexington, the pre-qualifier is. So I just go out there. And, um, so it, the pre-qualifier, if you're not exempt into the Monday, you go out to cherry blossom, you play out there and then, um, you get into the Monday out, out in Richmond kind of area. And it's, it's a lot of fun last year. I don't know if you all have ever heard of him. I played with a guy named Tane Lee. Uh, he had gotten into the rocket, a year or two ago uh monday q guy on twitter he talks about him quite a bit um or he has in the past um he i think he was like four or five under through six or seven holes and ended up missing it by like one oh, and missed missed the playoff by one i think and so he ended up shooting like 66 that day so like getting to play with a guy like that as somebody who's not on the pro level yet is kind of okay. Like yeah. I need to wake up. I need to make, wake up and make it happen. Cause yeah. you're, you're seeing guys like that that don't really miss a shot. And when they do, they recover so easily. And then you're like, and, how the uh, hell am I going to make it past this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it makes, it makes you kind of reset it. Yeah. So, big time. Um, but I mean, I had a blast getting to play with him. And then this year I played with a few guys. And uh, we had a nerve-wracking first hole, really tough pin location on the first, even though you go, like, driver wedge in. It was right above the slope that if you if you were above it and you hit it past the hole, you had 30 feet coming back up a slope. Um, but that first hole is pretty nerve-wracking. The course isn't crazy challenging. It's a really gettable, gettable course. Um, but I will say, like, going on trips by yourself to these Monday queues for the first time. Like I went out to the John Deere this summer to try to pre-qualify in and I missed it by a few shots and like being by yourself and you're like, all right, like this is a reality now. Yeah. It's, it's a good feeling, but it's, it's definitely a yeah, you got no new, one to cha- lead on. new challenge. Yeah. It's a new yeah. challenge to step into. So sure. Yeah, like the, a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Lauren Zaretsky. She was the 2021 Canadian Women's Am champ, and she played in the uh, CB Women's Open here. And she's going to Texas Tech. It's her first year now. And uh, funny story, she got a, an ace in her first round 
first LPGA event, which is insane. Like so good. She mm -hmm. made the cut. She played really well. Um, but yeah, like that was one of the things that she was saying. It's kind of like nerve wracking, you know, it's a different experience. Like I, I was thinking of Bryce, when we were talking with Callum Davison, he was the PGA tour, uh, Canada player of the year last year. And he was going to the waste management money qualifier. Mm -hmm. Like he got through pre-qualifying. He was there, missed it by one, I believe. And same thing. Like you said, it's kind of different, you know, it's a different level. Like you play, you know, whatever events and whatever mini tours you're playing, um, you know, when you're kind of playing those tournaments and stuff, it's obviously there's going to be some nerves, but when you're kind of getting up there with guys and, you know, might be playing corn fairy or whatever it is, it's, uh, yeah, it would be kind of like another level of nerves. That'd be really, really yeah. tricky. And because we were saying like, you know, obviously there's a stadium hole and stuff like that too, which would be mm -hmm really like they weren't playing the pre-qualifier there but if uh imagine you get in you're kind of playing like your first event there and for him he's a cross-handed golfer too which was pretty it's bizarre right so you heard of him yeah. at all Parker? i haven't no. he's, i he's i might have seen something about him on twitter but yeah cross-handed he, golfers he's wicked yeah he plays down at the palm so it's uh like he's down there in Florida for most of the year, right? But it's uh, it's pretty cool watching him like kind of get it around. It's uh, is it, neat to see. But would you ever think of the Canadian Tour route? Would you Would you come up this way? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, so this year I actually went to the McKenzie Tour Q School. Um, I was I was kind of lucky with the timing, and we had a week in between spring break and the first tournament at Tennessee Tech. So. I actually got my coach and my uh, school to sign off on letting me go from spring break, catching a plane out to Dothan, uh, Alabama. And um, I mean, coming from Ohio, it's uh, hard to knock the rust off in a week to get ready for that big of a change because and, you know, the Monday cues are really cool, but that first experience, you know, you're at Q school, it's, hey, if, if you want to be able to make sure you have a schedule this summer, like you need to show up and right. it's, it's definitely tough, but it was, it was a good experience. Um, I didn't play well at all, especially that first day. I played did really you, bad. Did you say it was in Alabama? I think, I believe so. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I think like eleven of the just, uh, eleven of the twelve qualifiers, Bryce, I believe, were all down south. Like the Mac Tour. Yeah, there was only one up top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought they all would have been in Canada. Yeah. Well, they happen in like March. Yeah, they go early, oh. right? Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah. I think, because the season, I think, I think the season starts up like May. Maybe. Yeah, I think there's I like one there's early, early June. Because I know there's a Mac Tour event usually at Ambassador, which is like one of the nicer courses in Windsor. Like yeah. I used to, right where I used to live there. So, yeah, but O Dog says Windsor's like the uh, Florida of Canada or whatever, right? So it's like yeah, it's, I don't know if I'd go that far. Some, but yeah. I was listening one day and they were talking about going because they were talking about wanting to go away and golf, and he was like, "Well, let's just go to Windsor." And it's like November, and they're like, "It's still cold in Windsor, O Dog." Like that's just on TSN Overdrive up here. But it was he was like, "No, look it up, look it up. It's nicer weather there." And it was just yeah, it was oh, not that cool. nice. But yeah, I think they only have one actual. Um, well, it's PJ Tour Canada now, uh, Q School event up here. And I think it's like a week before they start. I think they start, uh, they might start the long weekend in May. So it's, um, it's like, it's like the last, it's the last Q 
key schools. Yeah. Before. yeah. Yeah. So up here, like that can still be pretty cold. Right. And I was lucky enough last year to carry the bag for a friend, um, at the Osprey Valley event here, TPC Toronto. And, and this year I did a Monday qualifier with uh, a guy who actually walked in the group with Ziggy Nathu. So, uh, he played PGA tour Latino America, but it's one of the things like you're kind of thinking about or talking about those guys who just like they don't hit the best shot they kind of like make up for it in the next one right and it's one of the things that i noticed kind of walking around because like i can hit the ball far away so can bryce like we can hit it well like today felt like you kind of get out there and you think like when you're hitting it well like how do guys hit the ball better than i am right now and it's just like it's just that consistency for like 18 straight holes no misses and like and even if they do miss a little bit like they're not missing that next shot right and i think that's kind of the difference between uh the two guys here on the right hand side of the screen which are bryce and i and yourself man that's uh the way i put it is like if you gave me 10 rounds on the same course in the same conditions you take my 18 but or you take my whatever best shots on every hole i'd shoot 62 but well, that takes 10 rounds for me to put that together. You know what I mean? Like these guys, it takes one or two to put that round together. Yeah. I'll touch That's kind of how I look at things. If that made any sense, it didn't. No, head. I get what you mean. Like if you kind of break down the holes and stuff like that and put it yeah. all together. And I think it's just like kind of seeing guys at this level. And there's so many, like as, as we get to know, you know, more of the pros in the area and stuff, it's like, um, it's, or even like college golfers and stuff. It's kind of just, there's so many, right? There's so many players, mm-hmm. so many guys trying to get out on Monday. And that's, you know, if you, uh, if you get that opportunity, you got to take it when you can, right? All right. We made it through nine. And this glizzy is brought to you by our friends over at manscaped, manscaped.com. You can go over, check out the ultra premium collection or anything that you need to not suffer through the back nine here. Using the promo code OTS golf, you will get 20% off plus free shipping maybe you'll go low on the back thank you for supporting the episode thank you for supporting the pod manscaped.com 20 percent off using the promo code ots golf free shipping right to your door enjoy the pod what's in the bag what are you what are you playing you have any club deals or anything are you uh um so i reached out to um to i mean i had my coach reach out to a bunch of reps Mm -hmm. um a bunch of the guys around kentucky and titleist and callaway kind of gave me the same uh opportunity titleist was like it's kind of like a uh player development deal um so like titleist i think was like 50 percent off retail which Mm -hmm. grand scheme of things it was a big discount um not quite what guys like rory and them get but (laughs) it's it's definitely a big discount and uh callaway was basically the same thing it's 30 percent off retail um for the most part i'm decked out with Callaway. I actually just got the new driver uh four wood and hybrid. Ooh, four wood. Like, yeah. Yeah. Get given my gapping a little bit better, a little bit uh spacing. I've had a four wood for like four or five years actually. Did you say three wood and four woods or uh, I have hybrid. a four wood and oh, hybrid. Hybrid, okay. Yeah. So I have the uh X Forge CBs okay. uh, irons with x100 shafts in them mm-hmm. and then uh my wedges are actually titleist i have the smas right now my 58 degrees starting to look like somebody took sandpaper to it though so i need i probably need to get a new one in the bag is it, here is it in the middle at least i mean yeah for the most part i, okay. I work on bunkers a lot and i like to play with the face a little bit oh, so it, yeah. it expands a little bit more than okay. more than i'd like but I saw uh, I saw something on Instagram and a guy was like 
uh, showing his like wear pattern is like a little dime. And he was like, Oh, look at this. It's like a dime. That's so good. But it was up on like the left hand toe. Like, <laughs> that's, that's not good. It's consistent, but it's not good. That's like not where you want to be hitting it. And he was like, so proud of it. And he didn't understand that that was like, yeah. <laughs> hey, he kinda... knows where the ball's going and that's all that matters. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, if, right. If there is a club though, back to what you're saying, if that can have wear patterns everywhere on it, it is a lob wedge. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. Just because all the versatility you use it for, and yeah, yeah. Once you hit those things out of the bunker, I'd like uh, a set of those Haywood wedges, Bryce, and they had the black PVD like coating, so yeah. it kind of rub off after a bit. So hitting some of those things like out of the bunker, and you just see like the, the little the flex of like where all, where all the mar yeah. was a little demoralizing, but it uh, <laughs> it it becomes pretty consistent after a little while, but. Um, I wanted to, before we get into what you're rolling, so the forward, why why the forward? What's, uh, like, with your gapping, why does that work for you, Parker? Well, I guess what, so, what degree is it first? It's a 16 and a half. Okay. Okay. So, like, I mean, 10 years ago, that was considered a five wood. Mm-hmm. I mean, in most, in most cases, I think. Um, but, so, I think what initially happened was back whenever I was coming out my freshman year of college, I was I what I didn't really have any ball speed swing speed was down like I was I just wasn't hitting the ball good mm-hmm. I wasn't quality uh, and I think the fitter just genuinely looked at me and was like dude you can't get a three wood off the ground good enough <laughs> so it up. <laughs> so like he was like honestly this is gonna be good for you it'll give you a closer gap between your hybrid and uh, and that wood so. I trust them. The guy did a great job. I had the fitting. This is my first fitting really since then. So like it lasted me three, three and a half years. Um, and he did a really good job, but the four wood kind of gives me a better gapping than a three wood, uh, could just, cause there'd be a little bit too much space. Right. It, it flies, it flies somewhere around like two fifty, two sixty. So aside to the um, gapping, did you kind of just get comfortable with it and kind of just now you just don't want to change? Yeah, nice. yeah, I I like the gapping between it, and even whenever I need to switch stuff up off the tee box, I for the most part can hit kind of a knockdown driver okay. and, get it, and get it flighted. So like if I need that shot to go further than my forward can, then I can a hit soft it. Soft cut. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, that's like, that's the explanation for it. Well, because I yeah, I hit the three high like the high launch, and I think it's sixteen and a half as well. So it's essentially playing yeah. as like a four wood. Right? Yeah, that's so, that's what mine is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and I kind of like it. Like the offset looks nice. I like the kind of way the I don't know. Some some days I hit my three wood like really well, and then some days it like has an absolute mind of its own. But um, that's like pretty much every club in my bag except maybe my putter. Uh, what are you rolling right now? Uh, I'm. Putting with a Benton Nardi uh, Studio B putter. Uh, had that in the bag for a few years and uh, really like it. They do a great job at fitting. If if you have the opportunity to go up there and get a fitting, I mean, it's awesome. You can get you can get to walk in. They have the they have like plaques and stuff for uh, pro tour players. Uh-huh. They they have like a little section for Coocher, who's like their image guy. Yeah, fits now. Fits now. Yeah, yeah, fits is. What uh? What did you say you rolled the Ben Arnie? What Studio B? Um, Studio Studio B. B. Yeah, I'm just trying to look it up here. I'm trying to get the. (laughs) I'm trying to get the shape of it. Let me check it out. It's a blade. Oh, he's got it right here. Here we go. Sweet. 
Yeah, I got the whole bag, right? Oh, yeah, I see. I see it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need to show us everything. That is so nice, man. What's the face look like? Oh, yeah, I do like that. Yeah, it kind of looks like um, if you're not watching us over on YouTube, go do that on the Screws Podcast. What is it? It almost looks like Subscribe to the channel. Sorry to cut you off. No, it does look like the ER2. Like that. ER2, but I also find it looks just like this. Newport, like the like it has those rounded corners. It's not like yeah, yeah. They're not really square. Yeah, it looks like a Newport Newport. with like an even roll face almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a face balance. So a little straight back, straight through action. There you go. No arc in the no arc in the stroke at all. uh, Maybe a little bit, but not not a ton. You play it kind of long, like you play like thirty five inch like a 36 i'm 6'4 yeah. though yeah so like oh, it's okay. kind of it's short for me but right uh yeah so you yeah. kind of like get right over it like your your eye line i'm always kind of interested in different people's like different putting stroke i definitely have an arc in mind like i've been playing heel hosel forever uh i just picked up another one like i was telling you guys before we got on the chat today but um yeah i'm kind of always like interested in the putting stroke because there's so many different ways to kind of it's such a simple some like simple stroke but there's so many different ways to do it right bryce has like that zalatoris like that janky part in his oh uh, it's worse <laughs> my putter comes back if oh i don't even want to talk about it but if there's a slow-mo of some of my putts you would cringe yeah it's uh <laughs> it might throw up honestly it's not bad like it's but that's so funny you say that like you would like talk about people's putting strokes because everyone should know this by now who listens to pot i'm a terrible putter i hate putting uh you get some good lag on your driver swing though. That's what I like talking about. You probably can get that thing moving. Well, we got two fifty carry with the four hybrid, right? Or the four yeah, uh, so, the four wood, right? So like my, my biggest problem is uh I don't I don't quite get my hips open up as uh as much as some of you hockey players probably do. Yeah. Like like Vimmer, I can't keep up with Vimmer. He can I'll, 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 the I'll, admit that. I'll admit that straight up, uh which I've only played with him like once, I think, but yeah. I know off off that one experience, like I won't even act like I can keep up. Uh, yeah. Well, I think yeah, he was telling uh, us like about his two iron, and uh, like he was casually telling us about like the two seventy carry or something. Price, we're yeah. just like, if I get a hold, I don't, of one, I don't it, even yeah. want to talk to that dude about this. Yeah, if I can, if I get a hold of one, which is rare, but if I center the club face and get my hips through, I can, uh, I can not keep up with them, but I'm close. But yeah, he can pound the golf ball. Yeah, that's which that's definitely something uh, me and my swing coach have talked about. You know, once mm-hmm. once I get things uh, kind of lined out, hopefully just get all the way through Q school this yep. year. And uh, and once you know, once I have some actual time off, then I have a kind of armsy swing okay. a little bit. But I mean, it goes straight for the most part. That's all yeah. you're really looking for. But yeah, for sure. Um, being my size, everybody's a little bit surprised whenever they see how far my ball goes. I think I think on uh during my fitting I carried this somewhere around like two eighty five, two ninety. Okay. It's rolling it's rolling out to about three oh five, three ten. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's uh, so after this season you're gonna start teeing it high and getting those hips through, that's what you're saying? Yeah, that's that's the goal. Let's let's get a card before there you before go. Yeah, tink, okay. Tinker uh, with anything. Yeah, yeah, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Mine is like uh, like I feel the same. Like when I when I'm clearing the hips, like things are fine. Like I can uh, like I've golf with Bryce. I can carry it 300, hit it down the middle, or mm-hmm. I could also hit it uh, 
300 with a snap hook on the lefty, so to the right-hand side. And that's kind of my miss, which is uh, trying to get rid of that is, is tough. Like, I find, like, it at least creeps in usually every other round. So a little too frequent. Which, playing I mean, yeah. with, with, this, uh, with this new driver, I sacrificed a little bit of distance. So, Did you? But it, but it's going straighter and it's a little bit more consistent, and that's what? that's more what I was looking for. What shaft you got in that driver? Um, I have the uh, blue Venice. Oh, okay. Six X T T R seven X seven. Um, but my old and this is a LS head. I think yeah. it's uh, I think it's a nine degree. Okay. Um. But my old driver was the hazardous green smoke. Um, was it the actual Hulk one, or like the? It, it wasn't. Uh, I tried. I tried to hit that, and the guy fitting me was like, "Hey, man, it's just a little too stiff." That's it's a big boy work. shaft. That's a big. Yeah, boy shaft. yeah. I hit the I hit the hazardous green smoke. I liked that for a long time, and then I ended up going to the Ventus Black Six X. Did you and... hit the actual green shiny one though, or just the green? Yeah. I have hit it, but that I... thing's a board, man. Like it's oh, it's yeah, it's oh, yeah. yeah. Cam yeah, champ, baby. You, that guy gets his hips through. Yeah. It's, it's hard to swing that thing. Yeah. It's well, even like sometimes like I feel I just broke one of mine. It's right behind me. It's just sad. But uh I got another one in the mail and like even the six X, like it felt stiff. Like the the black six X. Like it just felt like it felt stiff. It's feeling okay now. You felt like, mine, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh but you're also, yeah. Mine's up there. Ton of lag, a little bit of a different swing. We're uh, we're swinging from different places, but we want to. I think uh, doesn't doesn't Vimmer still have the Hulk, or does he not have it anymore? Uh, I haven't actually talked to him about his clubs in a while. I know he still plays the sim. I think like the original sim. Yeah. That's, and see, that's what I was playing with mine. But, but I don't know if he still has that or not. Yeah. We'll have to have him back on supposed to be this week. I can so outdrive yeah. that wuss. He can't. He's not. He's not <laughs> yeah, Bryce also said one time that he thought he could outdrive Ryan Gregnell. He's the 2020 Canadian long drive champ. Um, and <laughs> he hit, he went six for six last week, Bryce, and was oh. 17 yards short of the uh, longest ever set in long drive I history. S- I said, give me so. a long drive driver. <laughs> give me a month. And I, I said, maybe. I, I didn't think he'd say be fine. I would. I said, I, I think he, no, I think he'd be okay. I don't think you're like, he's one of only three people on the planet to hit 230 230. (laughs) yeah so i don't i don't think i like i'm optimistic bryce can lag it out there he can parker he can hit it man like he is like i hit my driver pretty far and he's hitting his hybrid like right behind me so he's he's definitely like he can he can poke it out there pretty far but uh yeah yeah, you can also putt circles around that's why you make the the best best scramble team yeah which bryce didn't you didn't you play hockey for a while or do you yeah i played my whole life yeah 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 i mean the hockey players are just i mean you all are just different you're (laughs) yeah a lot of people say that it's just yeah and i have like I mean, I have pretty good hips. Like, even in hockey, like, a lot of hockey guys get, like, tight hips after playing for a while, and I just never did. And I just – that's the only thing I always focus on with my drivers when I'm actually trying to get one out there is just hips first. And just they're pretty much bad, they're pretty much square when my, my arms are still, like, here almost. Yeah. And it's just kind of follows through. I don't know why, but my driver's just the best club in my bag, no matter, like, what day it is. It's crazy, yeah, which is well. honestly – not a bad thing, but uh, so Parker, what's next for you? Um, like you have to, you think about going pro? 
I've already turned. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to, um, cause I, I know I was talking with one of the girls here and, and, uh, so you have to like, I guess you can't do it. It's gotta be like on the Tuesday before an event or something like that. I, I know that there was like a couple like stipulations with it, but was it, yeah. was it like a difficult choice for you? Like what was the, the idea? So you finish up your fifth year, you were able to kind of go back for the, the red shirt for an extra year. <clears throat> so at that point where you just kind of like, there's no real point in being an amateur anymore, you might as well turn pro. So, I mean, I picked up clubs going into my freshman year of high school and that's kind of where I started. So, um, whenever I picked them up, it was mainly cause I got three concussions in like a year span in like eighth grade. Right. from football and basketball and stuff. But, um, you know, that was always kind of the end goal. My brother played before uh, before I started, and I didn't really want to be around it whenever he was. So, uh, but that's what kind of got me into it. And the kind of, kind of the way I looked at it was, why am I going to spend so much time and effort trying to be so good at something if I'm not going to try to take it all the way? Right. Um so what I actually did going into my fourth year, you know, that was my goal is, okay, I, you know, if COVID didn't happen, I was at, after four years, I was done. And I was going to see if I could run with it, um, kind of based off where I was. But getting that fifth year opportunity allowed me to focus because I, I did my master's program. And I, I didn't finish it. I took what I needed to to be able to play and mm-hmm. um, help the team out and do what I needed to do and really use that year to kind of, okay, what do we need to do so that once school's over, I can hit the ground running instead of having to kind of stall out for yeah. for six months to a year trying to figure out and game plan. Um, so that's what I did. I actually went into my coach and assistant coach's office I texted my swing coach, my uh, Titleist performance uh, workout guy that I've used in the past and, you know, kind of grouped them all together and said, hey, like, if we want to, if we want to get our PGA tour card here in two years, you know, we have to start now. There's no point in waiting. And, you know, that's, that's kind of how I did it. Um it's a little bit different route than a lot of people go. I think, I think a lot of people set out with, you know, I want to be on the PGA tour, but, um, I, I think it's really hard to game plan it in advance to where you don't have to figure it out as it's happening. So yeah, was, was that one of the, uh, one of the biggest, uh, like kind of from school to pro that jump, I mean, what's like your biggest, differences or what have you noticed is like the hardest or easier kind of thing um a couple things keeping up with the time of year Mm -hmm. is a little bit is a little bit harder you don't have to go back to school yeah um luckily i had i took my girlfriend up to move in so i somewhat knew the time frame of what time of year it was but um because I know Ben talked about scheduling, like you're always like, oh, but be at the bus at this time. Like you don't have to worry about anything else because they all deal with it at school. And now you're kind of on your own and you got to schedule yeah. all your meals and where you're staying and stuff. Is yeah, which you know? like even even during amateur golf, like away from the school atmosphere, my dad did a lot. He had oh. a lot of experience doing it with my brother, too. So like he he liked having, you know, 
all the knowledge, all the information you needed to, to know. But this year I've taken more of a handle on it mm-hmm. myself, which is, uh, he's still helping me a lot and, uh, kind of showing me the ropes of how to schedule and stuff like that. But, um, for like the scheduling, we just kind of said, okay, let's say we're on the road for three, four weeks here and kind of run with it based off qualifiers. And that's the, that was probably the hardest part is, you know, you're not just signing up for tournaments. You're, you're signing up for qualifiers in hopes for tournament golf. So like I played in two or three legitimate tournaments this summer, but the rest were all qualifiers, which, which is, if you're not used to it, that's really weird. Yeah. To just say, hey, I could be here for a week. I might have to leave tomorrow. So, well, that was kind of like Gordo, Kevin Gordon, eh, Mac? When he was like, yeah, I got the event this weekend, but I'm also going to the Monday queue for the Canadian Open. Yeah. And he's like, if I qualify, I'm just not going to the event, I guess. Well, yeah. he definitely qualified because I was I was carrying the Ziggy's bag on the Monday. And it's funny because I was, I was just thinking about this conversation. We have having lunch after. Uh, Gordo did win that event. Uh it was windy as hell. He shot minus five, which was like, he shot a 66. I think it was at Nobleton lakes, which was like, it was like shooting a 59 man on that day. It was yeah. wild. So I was having lunch with, uh, Ziggy and, uh, Trevor, you, uh, a couple PGA tour Canada players, um, going through the Monday qualifiers. And that was one of the things that they said was like the biggest difference. One of the guys was in our group. Um, he's struggling. I can't remember his name, but he was down. He's from Augusta and, uh, he was having like a tough day. And he was saying like, you know, this was a six Monday qualifier and hadn't made it, hadn't made any yet. So, and, uh, so Ziggy the week before had missed by one, the week before he'd missed by two. And that day we missed by one, uh, to get into the Osprey Valley event. So it was like, you know, pretty much what, what Trevor was saying. He's like a really calm guy. Just like he had a, I, I won't say what a score was. I don't know. It wasn't a good round. It was, uh, it started with an eight. And then, uh, I saw them at the Monday qualifier for, the Quebec event, I think it was, and he shot like a 64. So it's like, it's just what they were kind of saying. I guess what I'm trying to say is like the biggest difference for them is when you start playing those Monday qualifiers and you're a pro trying to navigate all those ropes, trying to like, you know, get yourself to the events, get yourself pre- prepared. And it's just a grind, right? Like it's always like, just yeah. mentally draining to exactly. all of yeah. it, like yeah. your ups and downs and <clears throat> all the travel and all the hotels. And the- Are you traveling with um, people, Parker? You got people with you so right now i'm actually by myself uh i came down here a couple days early i have i got a friend up that's where i'm at right now is i'm staying at a friend's house nice um luckily um her sister and me are really good friends from school so i can stay here for cheap and uh i'm gonna try to get some extra couple days just down here on bermuda grass and get used to that because you know up in kentucky we we have bent greens. We don't, we don't have much yeah. grain going on. So, uh, I'm, I'm by myself right now. I think my parents are going to come down for the, uh, tournament this week. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I've, I've been on the road by myself kind of bouncing around, which, you know, like I said, it's really weird. Uh, which it's, it's a good and bad thing I'd say. Uh, Cause it's kind of weird not having anybody to like talk to consistently. Like if you're driving down the road, you can't like look yeah. over and say something. Yeah. So you, you can catch yourself talking. Yeah, you, you can, you can, man. I've done yeah. it plenty of times. I mean, yeah. 
which you know it's it's cool it's part of it i think and uh it kind of it, it unfortunately kind of normalizes see you don't even realize you do it sometimes yeah. i always so, uh, uh sorry to cut you off i always like call oh, my buddies on facetime when i'm driving far and like I'll like get a call and they're like, Oh, you're driving, aren't you? Cause if like, I haven't talked to someone in a while and I'll be like, yeah. Know, like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I, I, and I do the same thing. I'll either call my girlfriend or some of my yeah. friends just, just kind of check up on them and say, Hey, let's, yeah, just have a conversation. What's, what's going on? Cause I'm yeah. bored. <laughs> well too. Yeah. Like for you, it's a good time for like reflection and too, right. Cause uh, we all know the three of us here, we all know what golf is like. We all golf quite a bit and there's always going to be things to reflect on. Right. It's going to be like, you know, some good days, some bad days. And yeah, for sure. yeah, it's kind of nice to just kind of get in the car. Like I know I'm 20 minutes or so down the highway from my course and you know, you kind of walk back, you spend a minute or so on each hole and then you kind of like walk it back and what you think you're going to do differently next time. You're not, I'm never going to do anything differently. I'm still going to hit driver on like a 300 yard hole or whatever yeah. I need to do. Right. Every time. But yeah, so it's, it's kind of nice to have that reflection point and uh, yeah. And I guess, for a transitioning to, you know, a professional athlete, that's something that you need. Right. And that mental part is like a huge part of the game. And I think that's kind of the difference too, which what separates, you know, guys with the ability like Bryce here and, uh, people <laughs> pros like yourself, <laughs> sorry, Bryce, I'm like Aaron. Yeah, I here, mean, but... <laughs> no, it's fine. It's I play, I've played nine rounds this year. 10 Bry- maybe. Bryce has been a near professional athlete in multi-sports. Just, uh, we got to get you there, Bryce. We got to get you there, man. But, I mean, uh, I just don't have time anymore. Uh, I <laughs> I was on the cusp of I shot seventy three times, never broke it, and now I'm just kind of on the decline. So yeah, we're heading back down. Parker, yeah, this was great, you, though, if man. You, if you can't break it, I mean, if you can't break, it, you might as well just. Stop. Oh, I'm gonna you, break you, it one day, but it's gonna be like <laughs> the most random day. I'm gonna go out and play with buddies and just go like two under on the front, and then I'm gonna be go like two under on the back, and that's just gonna be it. I guarantee it. Well, it's, it's gonna happen one day. It's like a sticking point. I've like I've messaged Bryce a couple times, and where the twelfth hole finishes on my course is right at the parking lot. I've been like, oh, like I'm gonna head out, and I'll like a couple times I'll be like plus one, plus two, or something. He's like, you gotta play it out. You gotta play it like, out. You just gotta finish. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like the number. I just chase the shot, man. I I'm like constantly just chasing. Like, a, yeah, like I'm a, a big score guy. Like yeah. I like to care. I care about what I shoot. I like to know what I shoot. He can go play thirteen holes and walk off and don't like. Even yeah. if he's three under, he'd yeah. walk off. I can't nah. do that. Um, yeah, it's hard for me to walk off. I I, I always – I hate that it happens, and it's a big mental block for me. I always play my best rounds when I can only play nine holes. I played nine holes my last two rounds. I shot even par on one. I shot one over on the other. It's just consistency, right? Like, I got two scorecards in the box there, and one of them has a one on it, and the other one has a two So uh, and a par four. So those are the only ones I've kept. It's, uh, it's just about trying to make shots. But I have every yeah. scorecard from my past, like, 30 rounds in a container over here, so. Parker, yeah. I know it's uh, getting late, man. We appreciate you kind of doing this on a short yeah. notice. And, um, yeah, let's get you back on when you get that PGA Tour card, man. So uh, yeah. 2024, right? Yeah, sure. It's cool with me. All right. Is that what, we said two years, so hopefully it's yeah. hopefully it's sooner, yeah, man. Hey, but if, that, if that's the time, then that's cool. I like yeah. it, man. I like it. Hey, it's all I, done. I really different. appreciate you all having me on. What yeah, uh, before done. we let you go, we'll grab your socials and I'm going to link them below. So if you're listening in the car right now, really appreciate you guys uh, clicking subscribe, 
rating the pod, doing all that stuff. Uh, go find Parker social so you can follow him on, uh, his journey as well. Um, what do you got coming up in the next couple of weeks, uh, Parker, that we can, uh, get people kind of tuning in a little bit for you. Um, right now, I mean, uh, I have this first stage, the 20th through the 23rd, uh, down here in Orlando, champion gate international, um, beyond that hopefully we have second and third stage is the biggest biggest thing we're looking for uh i might play in the uh greenbrier uh some tournament up there in kentucky uh at greenbrier over there um and then i'll honestly i'll probably be moving down here um not not sure where yet 100 percent. i gotta talk to vim and michael i'm not sure what they're doing but yeah. Um, yeah. You guys can play golf yeah. year round in Kentucky, though, right? It just gets a little cold. It gets a little cold. Not not Canada cold. But no. Yeah, but you can cold. play all year, though, right? Courses are usually open in the winter. Yeah. 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 For the most part, as long as you're not at like one of the super nice places, like I, I'm pretty sure Valhalla closes. Yeah. For a while, yeah. But Valhalla, um, man, I that's mean, a spot. As, that's that's so good looking. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I played there like two weeks ago. It was awesome. I played from the members' tees, but. It oh, was yeah. a lot of fun. So is it uh was it much like was it pushed up quite a bit? Uh probably eight hundred yards. Really, eh? Yeah, so it's significant, but still nice to get out and kinda Yeah, and which that was my first time playing it. Yeah. And as yeah. as somebody who's native to Kentucky and it took yeah. me twenty four years to Right to actually see the golf course hurts, but I mean finally got out there and i had a lot of fun so. yeah that's pretty sweet man it's uh it's a good looking track like it's it's one of the best in the area right so i think yeah, yeah like they kentucky just, they could... just redid their uh fairways too oh really yeah but in Georgia. well hopefully it's not more than 24 years until you get out there again man but it's uh <laughs> if you see vim too tell him uh tell him we're waiting for him we'll uh we'll get a recording in with him too and we'll have to uh yeah we'll have to get him on in the next couple of weeks hopefully mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, thanks, man. Really appreciate a couple of housekeeping things before we let you go. 100 episodes coming up in a couple of weeks. We have a uh, signed pair of shoes of Squares Golf that we are going to be giving away. I think they're going to say John Daly or Nick Faldo or both on there. Um, so definitely appreciate you sh- uh, checking that out. And um, yeah, it'll be pretty cool. We got Mac Boucher on that week. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun. So thanks, Parker. Really appreciate this, man. Um, anybody who wants to kind of follow the journey, follow you on your road to the PGA tour. Uh, just scroll down. If you're in the car, stop the car, scroll down and uh, click some of the socials and check it out. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate it, Parker. Yeah. Thank you guys. Y'all have a good one. He's out in my ball and of course so I tee up. I lose a ball and I re-up. I miss a fairway, I probably end up in the ocean or maybe the beach. And I'm on a par five and I'm finna go reach it. Second was blind, I see it. Feel like it might be an albatross. Worst case scenario.